just to get some things laid down, and I'm going to have some more verses, and I'll try to go through this quickly as I, as I can, not, not running out, running what God would have to do, but I, I believe that the Lord would speak to us tonight in Ephesians chapter 6. It's a familiar verse, and, uh, and, and, and we, we was on that this morning, so I just want to go back, and what I said this morning, uh, uh, your struggle is not against flesh and blood. You know how... You know, people want to blame things because of their happiness. And your happiness don't, 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 ain't based on your job doing good. You know, if you, if you do, then that's, that's, that can change. And your happiness is not even, you know, based on family a lot of times because that can change, that can go sour. Things can go wrong in a family and create that. But it's one thing, a sure thing, that don't change. And, you know, we sang that song, All My Hope Is In Jesus. And, you know, that's steadfast. That's something that you can, you can, you can bear down on. And that, I think that's the reason why we have so much instability that we see even in the a Christian lives of people because we, we tend to forget that. And it's a struggle to stay in that mindset. It's a struggle to not get caught up in, man, I am mad today because I've seen so-and-so on TV. You just don't know how mad I am. And that, and that thing can attack you. And then, and then you just, you, you're not living on joy no more. You're not living on true happiness anymore. You're not living on that. You just see you done, you done went into another mode right there and that thing has got you. And so, and it's a struggle to get, get back to where, look, I'm, God's got it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote, and I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight for what I think is right, and I'm going to do that, but I, I can't let that control my joy. And if it does start controlling your joy, you need to do without it. If it starts getting where, where that peace that you have to, you will turn it back into what you was. I believe that with all my heart. And so I read that this morning, and we said, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 6 is one that you know better than I do. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And we enjoyed preaching that this morning. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And we read that. And then we get to verse 12 and it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We think we do. We think all of our battles and all our deal. We, we wrestle against flesh and blood. And, and, and that's bad enough in itself. But what we realize when we think flesh and blood is our situation but I ain't big around folks complaining about folks all the time. I ain't big around sitting around folks and, and, and having folks to uh, badmouth people all the time. You know, just seem like their whole deal is on, you know, just, you know, just, just that sort of thing. But when, but when you go that route, when you go that route and, and flesh and blood is who you think you wrestle with, flesh and blood done stole your joy, done stole your happiness, it done stole everything you got, it done stole your, your faithfulness, it done, it done stole all these things that make you who you are in Christ Jesus. And I said this morning, he said, I write these things, that your joy may be full. So when your joy tank is done, done gone down, you can't, you can't show up at church and smile because you ain't smiled all week. Well, I come here and smile. You ain't been happy all week. You weren't happy when you got out of your car with your wife. Y'all was fussing all the way up the door and you got to church and boy, and you, you shook the pastor's hand. You come on in like everything good and fine. <laughs> Brother Benny said something last night. He was telling the nurse down there. He said, he said I wish you'd have heard that message. My pastor preached, if you're going to go to hell, go in south. You know, ain't no need to trying to be different. You know, come on in here and bring, bring that stinking attitude. Let everybody see it where people can see it and start praying for you. 
And maybe he'll give your spouse some relief. Maybe we'll get you some relief. We'll come and lay hands on you, get you in better shape, you know. But it said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against, against powers and against rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. We, we really don't realize what done got us. The devil just kind of set up a deal so we could get in the deal so we could get far away from Jesus. Did you, did you hear what I said? He just kind of sets up a deal so you can forget about the deal so you can get way away from Jesus. He'll set up a deal so something can happen in your son's school class where, you know, I don't know if I like that anymore. So you'll just, you know, you'll just get all involved in that. They done run me out of my son's school class. And they just don't, whatever. And he'll set up a deal so you'll forget about the deal, which is happiness and joy and, and all sufficient that we need for everything that's in Christ Jesus. And all of a sudden you over in another deal. You have another deal that you're going against flesh. You're going against names. You can call the names of every enemy you got. You can call the names of everybody don't agree with you. You call them names. And what you done done, the devil just done set up a deal because the devil is spiritual wickedness and he's in high places. And it ain't flesh and blood that you're dealing with. There's been a setup to steal your joy. There's been a, a setup to steal your happiness. And so it said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. You look at that. Against powers, against rulers of the darknesses of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So he gives us the way to get out. He said, what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to do like, like somebody would go to the army. You're going to have to gird yourself. You see policemen, they got, they got, they got vests on to protect. Like, in case they get shot, there's some vital organs. Somebody shoots you in the leg, you know, I mean, it's going to hurt, you know, and it's going to go through there. It may break a bone. You, you may have to have some surgery, but you're going to make it. Somebody shoots you in the arm, you know. I mean, that arm may be a different way when they put it together. I don't know, but you'll make it. But there are some vital organs. If you get shot in, you'll die. <laughs> and when something comes in there and changes that heart as a believer that can get you on something, when there's something so powerful and so wicked and, and Satan, he, he, he's an angel of light and come deceiving, he deceives many. He don't come, in case you haven't worried, he don't come with the pitchfork and the red suit on. The Bible said there's a way that seemeth right in a man, but the end of leadeth to death. So he come in a form, in a way that seems so right, Brother Larry, that gets us so far away from God and just anything to keep pushing us. And that's why the Bible says we wrestle not. It's a struggle. You got to fight to stay in the fight of faith for Jesus. You got to fight to have a, a personality that you would be around folks that they would even want to be anything close to what you call yourself a Christian. It's a fight. Man, it's a fight. I mean, I mean, the Bible calls us the light of the world. He says we the salt of the earth. <laughs> he said, but when the salt has lost its savor, when there was a set-up deal to get your eyes off, can you remember how happy you was when you first got saved? When the burdens of your heart was rolled away? I mean, what did you really care about? What was really on your mind? What was really kind of getting your stuff in a wad? I mean, what really was, it wasn't nothing, man. You just, you was just so glad to get saved. And so the Bible says, what's it going to take for you to get back to that place? 
What's it going to take? I mean, hey, we, we want saved, always saved, so why ain't you saved? That was saved when you come to Jesus and man, you done got set free. He said, he said, I marvel that you so soon removed from right there. I marvel that you don't think I'm all that no more. I marvel that the blood of Jesus and forgiveness and, and he set me free. He said, I marvel that you so soon removed from that. Well, let me tell you what happened with that. I'm going to give you just a little break. What removed you from that? was not flesh and blood. I'm going to put a little credit where credit is due. There's something come after you that you just wasn't guarded for. There's something come after you. You know, the Bible said, well, your treasure is, there'll be a heart out. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you what your God is right now. Right now, this moment, is what you care about the most. That's what your God is. What your treasure is is what on your mind and what done got you all tore up the most or what you most concerned about. And the Bible says over in Peter, it says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. But we got this thing, lay aside that ever weight that's so easy to set you. But no, we got all this stuff that we just all about. We ain't got no joy for Jesus no more. We ain't no light for, we ain't got no, we, we not to solve the earth no more. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says when the salt loses a savor. It ain't worth nothing. Now, let's get it down to reality. When your joy is not there, your joy is not full, and people are looking at you, and the last thing they want to be is like you. The last thing they want to be is like you. I mean, boy, they can just mention something, boy, and there you go. Somebody's over there that you care about, and you sure would, you sure would love for them to get saved. I really am certain. I done prayed a lot of prayers for that guy. I done prayed a lot of prayers for that girl. I done prayed a lot of, lot of prayers for them folks over that family right there. And I surely want to. And all of a sudden, the devil comes out. But let me tell you where he operates. Let me give a little credit where credit's due. We wrestle. That wrestling match you got is against principalities. You don't want to go there. You don't want to give way to the devil. The Bible said, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. You resist the devil and he'll flee. Let me tell you something. The devil ain't going to play ball if you don't roll it back. The only way he can play ball is you play ball with him. If it ain't but one softball out there in the field up here at the, at, the, at the parks and rec or out there on the softball field this afternoon, if it ain't but one softball out there in the field, if you go out there and pick up that softball when they hit out there by the fence, if you've got you a hole right there and you just wait till that softball gets there and you reach there and get that thing, get in your car and drive off, you know what? There ain't no more softball game to be played. Just because you took that little old white ball they was out there, 30 folks, 15 on either team, whatever you want to have on a team. You'd have 10 extra. You'd say, man, they having a ball game like you ain't never seen out there at East Side this afternoon. But if you go out there and take that ball from them, that little old ball, it's over. It's over. It, it, it can't happen no more. It's, it's done. It's over. Just like that sound system, I believe. It's just over. <laughs> Don't matter to me. <laughs> Amen. But we wrestle against principalities and, and against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in, in high places. All he wants you to do is just give in just a little bit. See, the Bible said it's just a little bit of living. I take you from Lord God, are you good? 
Man, go, where we going to go? I'm, y'all going around and visiting these hospitals, these people I'm going in. Man, they so glad you in there. I mean, that time that you're spending, you just don't know how happy they was that you came. Man, they expect the pastor, but my word, you giving your time and you going by, you ought to hear them laugh and how y'all done come out and things y'all done said and, and the fun, Chad, you and Big Daddy done had with the nurse or whatever. And I'm, I'm just saying, I didn't mean to pick on you that way, but Brother Kenneth, you going and, and certainly, you just don't know that what you've invested right there. Man, they just so glad that you're there and you, you've been a part of that. But the Bible says when you let these other things in, and over in Galatians where it says it's, it's no longer I that live, but Christ who live in. And what, what the devil wants to do, he wants to get it back to where it's you. He, he wants to get where it says in Proverbs 3, 5, lean not on thine own understanding. He's wanting to get it back where you going, I got this thing figured out. I'm going to tell you something, you'll never figure out the things of God. It's a mystery. But I tell you what you can do. You can get in the flow of the Holy Spirit and he'll lead and guide you in all truth. And if you ain't in the flow of the Holy Spirit, you ain't going to be headed the right way. You're still in your way and you're going to have to flow in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, or you ain't going to be in the wheel and I, it won't be long. You're going to be way off from where you're supposed to be. Way off. Not going by the book. We've been studying this in the, in the prayer breakfast we got in yesterday. I, I thought, man, when we get to heaven, not obeying God's word, how much it's going to cost us. And I was telling them about one day we, Di and I was coming out of Memphis, and I don't know if the interstate was something. This is years ago. And so I thought, well, all I'm going to do, I'm just going to hang a right right here. You know, I'll just come around. I'll, We'll be back on the interstate somewhere. I mean, ain't no big deal. Man, we went to going, Carl. And we went to going. I know now I was right at Mississippi State Line one day. And I thought, well, I'll be back around and I'll be back around. Surely if I take a left enough times, you know, I'll get back to where I was. And finally I'll come out at ease or somewhere. But my word, it was like a two-hour trip. I ain't never been so glad to see 64 Highway in all of my life. I mean, I, I'm like, man, look, look at all that you done done. My GPS that I look at when I'm going places, you know, it'll be a main road, but sometimes it'll be a little vein right there showing you that you can cross over right here. You ever been so, I've been in Kentucky up there with them guys, you know, and, and I done been to a certain place, and all of a sudden they carry you down a road and, and you're going, it'd probably be like on a quarter out of Hillville. And if you know them roads out there, there's a whole lot closer to get there. Let me give you something that you, some of y'all may know of. When you, when you get off down there at exit 52, if you're going to come out halfway on 70 Highway between Stanton and Brownsville, Brother Harris, you can go through Shelp Bottom and you can be right there. You ain't got to go through Stanton, but you don't do that. But you know what? The most of us, we're not going to never think of that road and we're going to go right on Stanton. We don't want to go through there. Maybe it's a little crooked. Maybe it's just not a road that's most traveled to start with and we'll go all the way to Stanton. We'll go all the way around when really we could come out probably right at that house halfway in that distance we could be there. And that's the way we do with God's Word. Man, we just want to take another route. We just want to try another deal, and it's absolutely contrary to what God has for us. 
And we wrestle not with flesh and blood. We've got Satan coming all the time. And so then we get all wrapped up in what we got and we're not obeying God's word. We don't want to fight for what's right. We don't want to fight to stay on course. We just, we just want to take the easy way out. And when we make up our mind, you know when I got off the interstate that day, all the time, I'd be out there cutting my grass and, and it happens all the time. Man, in a big bob truck the other day, big delivery truck, he stopped the other day and he said, I, I'm trying to get to White Folk. Can you tell me where the road is? I said, man, yeah, go right down there to that store, hang right. He's, he's delivering something. He, and he said, look, I can go on down there to, uh, no, I said, yeah, that's Danceful. You can go there. This highway here is going to probably be a little bit better and you can go on that highway. But what if that man would have just kept on traveling just like I do so many times, you know? And just keep on traveling. Just keep on traveling. You know what that little old stop and ask that little old question? That's what God's Word's here for. God's Word's here for. All you got to do is look in God's Word. All you got to do is going to be a fight. It's going to be a struggle. It's always a struggle to do the right thing. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> it's always struggle, but see, the only, the only people that God gives grace to is the humble. Just stop and ask a question. Find somebody on the lawn more like, what can I do? Don't you know that they, that they know to do that? This Bible is going to help you get where you need to get. It says, wherefore, take, a, take upon you the whole armor of God that, that, that you may be, be able to withstand in that evil day. Having done all, just stand. But it's hard to just stand. It's, it's hard to do it God's way. He knew that. Stand for, therefore having your loins girded about with truth. That's it, the truth. We can say what we're going to do, but the truth is ever before. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's if you do that. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of what? Peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be, be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the, of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance <laughs> and supplication for all the saints. And for me, Paul said, the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. Oh, it, it comes to mystery. If you've if you ever been like, if I'd have just done it God's way to start with. I mean, how, how many of us, I mean, we done went the wrong way for so long. I mean, the Holy Spirit just beating us down. It ain't getting no better. It's getting worse. Now our family's involved. Now, now it's about to tear a family up. Now it's about to tear a church up. Now, now our little children are crying. Now it's done got bad. And when it gets so bad, we say, you know what? I've been knowing what I've been needing to do. I've been knowing what I've been needing to do is obey God's word. Paul said, it's for me, the others may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of God if you'll do it God's way. For I am an ambassador in bonds. I mean, the man's in prison. He's, he's talking in a cold, damp prison that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So as we think about this wrestling match that we've got, a struggle. It's a, it's a battle of life. Job said, Job said with all that he went through, you know, he said, life is full of trouble. It's trouble. It's trouble set up to get your eyes off of what we're supposed to do to get us back to the first love, to get us back. Man, oh, I don't know. I just love Jesus. 
Man, I don't know, but God's got it. I mean, I, I love Jesus, and, and, and this is what I've been doing all my life. I don't even know how in the world I made it to here. How, how in the world did you get them kids raised when you was not making much money at all, just barely making? How in the world did you get all them babies fed? Now, grandchildren done come or whatever you got. How in the world did you make it through all them trials and tests? Because you leaned on Jesus somewhere in all that. The decision has got to be brought to the table. It's got to be brought in. Look here. It's whether or not this battle I got, is it with flesh and blood? Or is it a more, is it a, a more unearthly power or evil that I really can't wrestle in and of myself? Them principalities and powers, you can't go against them. Nobody can go against them. You don't lean on Jesus. You're leaning on a lie. You don't lean on Jesus. You don't trust in Jesus. You're trusting in, in the world. You're trusting in your friend. You're trusting in your family member. You're, you're putting your trust somewhere else, and Satan is just laughing. He's just laughing. You better wrestle. You better get in the wrestling match if you want to win or you'll die. When we look at over here, just one page over, I think it's in, a, in Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm just going to read to you in verse 18 down through this. I don't mean to keep you long, but I, I want you to put in your mind, as I told you this morning, about a struggle. Keep in your mind about a struggle. When something hits you in the morning, you realize a struggle. Now, here's a struggle right here. When a struggle comes, you've got to fight. And you've got to fight with the arm of God on you. You can't lay down. I don't care. Something's going to come up. It's going to try to divide you and a friend. It's, it's going to try to divide you and a co-worker. It's going to try to split. I mean, the devil just got one card after another. He said, let me try this card. Let me try this. Well, if this don't work, let me try this card. Let me divide. Let me get in here some kind of way. You know, if you really my friend, and I want to paint the walls gray and you want them green, if it turns out to be that we got to paint them green, I, I, I really shouldn't hate you the rest of your life, Art. <laughs> but do you know how many bona fide people get to be church members that stay mad all their life because they didn't get the color? And every time something's brought up, they'll stick them. They'll say, well, I still ain't got over 15 years ago when they painted them walls green. I still got me a little deal I want to get right one of these days. It's the last thing I do. I, I'm going to get that right. I'm going to get that flesh and blood. Boy, you going to, just as long as you get back at flesh and blood, and all the time, boy, we got this Pac-Man going on up here. It's Prince of Prize of Powers, and it's just eating your tail alive. You ain't got no joy. You ain't got no shout. You ain't got no happiness. You ain't got nothing. It's just eating you up. It's just eating you up. And right there, that divided. It come in such a precious thing and it divided. Then you got a lot of folks. Ain't got no Holy Spirit. You know, we, when we do wrong, the Bible says, when you sin, you've been born again. You've got an advocate with the Father. It said, if you sin, you've got an advocate with the Father. You've got an unction from the Holy One, and you've got an advocate with the Father. What about church members don't have an advocate with the Father? You, you put a group of that right in a bunch of all this, that they're going to get back and they're going to get their way. They're going to have a bad attitude. I told you one time that I guess this girl was about a, maybe 14 years old. 
She made a statement that my daddy was teaching class. My mama sends me here to give you trouble. Now, you would never think them kind of people would be in church. Man, they come with something on their mind. Look here, look here, man, I'm not going to pay no attention. You may be 14, you may be 80. I, I'm not going to pay attention. Let me tell you something. There ain't no Holy Ghost in you. I don't care you done been baptized. When you come and you disrespectful to the house of the Lord, Man, when you don't even, it ain't on your mind. I hope somebody maybe will get encouraged tonight and, and hopefully get saved tonight or just that's on your mind. Just, Lord, somebody's sick in the hospital. I, I'm going to give you things. Just say just one of them. I, don't let me stretch out there and say you got to have all these things, but just let me give you a list that if you're in the body, in the household of faith and filled with the Holy Ghost, okay, you ain't going to have all 10 of them. But maybe you heard this morning about somebody sick. Wouldn't you just have a little heart? Just It would still be on your mind like, man, I... Boy, I'm just sitting here thinking about Mr. Benny. Maybe you're saying that. Boy, I was just thinking about Ray Wade. He done stood at that door and he's headed down yonder to Arkansas. He said, I don't think my sister, they done had to revive her like five times, Brother Eddie. And he's, he's headed to North Arkansas somewhere. Lord, just keep him safe. Just, I mean, uh, you, you don't have nothing. You don't have nothing. Lord, just, you know, I got this friends and the youth that's struggling, you know, help them. I mean, always around them. Lord, be with that person in my Sunday school class that made mention of that hurt. I mean, you don't have nothing. I mean, you just come to church and like, hurry up, preacher, get it over with. You don't have nothing. The Bible says when you don't have nothing, you're the salt of the earth. When you don't have nothing, it says you ain't good for nothing. But to be thrown out the back door and that thing that you thought was so precious that you call a salvation, it says so people can just trample on it. <laughs> look at it. Just look at it. Oh, they thought it was so precious. That salt done lost its savor. Look at it. It ain't got nothing in it. Look at it. Let me just stomp on you some more. And men just walk through that thing that Jesus died for that's so precious that you who... He who knew no sin could become your sin. He died on the cross. He took your place. You took it. It was freely given and you ain't going to do nothing with it. It said when it ain't no good no more, it's like salt that's done lost its savor. And all people are doing. If you've been around somebody that you thought that they was gone, have you ever seen them make a comeback before? Huh? Boy, it, it, it really gets me because I tell you what, if it's anybody that knows about that devil can get a hold of you, it's me. But I tell you what, I've watched some of y'all and, and probably just like in and of myself, like I don't blame you. Man, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's tough. Lord, if you're in any kind of ministry and you're trying to love on somebody, that devil is going to give you a hard time. Man, you're going to be loving on somebody and they just going to disappoint you. And, and, and for a minute, you, you, you did them with that flesh and blood. You ain't dealing with how good God is no more. You ain't dealing with God doesn't forgive me. God got me a place in glory. This thing that I'm going through, it, I mean, it ain't, the Bible said it ain't but a moment anyway. Man, you done released all your, all your stuff on that. And you done, all your engine and got in that. And I've watched y'all here at this church that happen. But you know what all of a sudden? I see y'all like Jerry Lawler. A strap just falls down. 
And here you come back in here again. I, I can tell, man, you discouraged. Man, you just about ready to throw in a towel, but you reached to grab the towel and you ain't got a towel. Like, where's my towel? God said, I took your towel. You don't need your towel. You, you ain't got nothing to throw in. I'll save you. I secured you. Look, here. I already knew about this wrong. I already knew about this hate you was going to have. I already knew about this struggle you was going to have. Now, you got to cling to me. You just got to draw on out of me, and I'll get up there close to you. We'll work this thing out. And, man, I'll see a saint come back, and I'll say, oh. Oh. What, what about folks that that Holy Ghost is really in them? And it's a struggle. But that Holy Ghost would get a hold of them and say, man, I done made a bad mistake. That's that real Jesus in a person. That's that real Jesus. The Bible said, don't let the sun go down on it. Man, I done made a bad mistake. Look here. It's done messed up my fellowship. I, I went to call Jesus this morning, and, and, and Jesus kind of, he just kind of waited just a minute. I mean, that, that phone, he, he normally picks it up the first time, and, 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 and he answered me. I mean, he, he did, but, but I could tell he let it ring a few times. I, I got a little worried, and I got to thinking. And being he's a jealous God, no, I'm thinking I, I wouldn't want that phone ringing no longer. And I'm wondering, I could tell by his voice, huh? He didn't say, how, hey, child. He said, hello. You ever had somebody normally calls you honey every time? <laughs> now they call you name. <laughs> you know, they call you honey every time, but all of a sudden you come in this time and they, they say, Eddie. <laughs> they just kind of change it up a little bit. It, it ain't hard to pick. They always used to call you brother, but they don't call you brother no more. <laughs> huh? When the salt loses savor, it ain't good for nothing. And just a good place to stop. Maybe I, I'd be feeding too much to go much further. But I did pick up on a, a verse that I do want to leave us in closing. That it's tough. Endure as a good soldier. Ain't nothing you're going to do in ministry going to be easy. You think you got it rough now, you take on some ministry. You take that baby nursery in there. By the time you done got all them babies quieting down, and them babies finna enjoy, enjoy being in the nursery. You, when you come to pick them up, they're going to be so happy. And you're going to be able to say, I tell you what, they're doing a wonderful job in that nursery. They got my baby changed. They done fed my baby. They went on and put a clean thing of clothes on them, and we was ready to go. When we got there, they handed us that baby and good. <laughs> but what if you was in the nursery? And by the time you got them quieting down from all that crying, you think you got to poke your head in there one more time. <laughs> now, that's the nursery. But I want to tell you something. Anything in ministry you got, it's going to be just like a nursery. About the time, Brother Harris, you think you've got it lined out, here's going to be somebody that's going to want to poke their nose in and raise that same deal up that maybe Brother Harris, if you do, that ain't done done the job. Oh, I forgot I meant to tell you. They was right there up under your feet like, ain't you got something to do? No, I'm good. Then all of a sudden, right when it's time to go to the field, it's like, oh, man, I forgot all about them spindles. You need. I, I, 
<laughs> yeah. If we can go over to Luke chapter 13, I was talking to Brother Johnny a while ago about that. I told him I needed some help with all this. And we come in agreement on the scripture. Luke 13. And we're just going to read a few verses and we're going to be going. Luke 13, verse 1, it says, There were present at, at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Je Jesus answered and said unto them, Suppose you that these Galileans were sinners above the Galileans because they suffered such things. He said, I'll tell you nay. But except you repent, you shall all outwise perish. And the reason why he said that, because he knew if the Holy Spirit, I mean, see, it's the love of God that we accepted. So when that love of God goes a squeezing in you and, and he starts chastising you and, and you see that you ain't, I mean, my mama is a good cook. But when I was in trouble with mom and daddy sitting at that table and I done messed up, I didn't even want to eat nothing. I, it's kind of like that, maybe I'm saying it wrong, like that mouse that got in the trap. He didn't want no cheese no more. He just wanted out of the trap. Man, I just want to go to bed and I want to get up in the morning and, and I want today, I want daddy to say, son, you have a good day. Mama to hug me up there. And now mama's got them, you know, she'd fix homemade gravy and, and biscuits and eggs and, and, and potatoes. And back then she'd have potty meat and egg. And it was pretty good. And some of y'all eat brain and eggs. I'll never eat on that. But y'all love it. That's good. I want it back in. I, you know, I, I wanted them to, I wanted them to say, you did a good job. You know, the cows look good. Look like you, you got that. That's good. What about that other cow? Yeah, it's good. I got it. Fine. What about that calf? Do you have any calf? Yeah, I got it. Boy, off to school, I'm going. I want to come in that night after I'm fed again. Daddy done put a battery up where I could have lights. I remember it just as well. Boy, and I, I come in the house and I'm eating around that table, man. There's just fellowship, Renee. There's just happiness. Yeah, everything. When everything's done, I tell you what, them, them fried potatoes taste good. But boy, when it ain't done, it ain't no good. He said, I tell you, except you repent, you shall all. You know what the word all says? It don't matter. Is it worse uh, on these people than those people that acknowledge this? We got to come to repentance. So the only difference between a saved person and a non-saved person, the non-saved person can just keep going. Now we can talk about how far, but the saved person, when that Holy Ghost goes convicting that heart, and he don't even make you go stand in a corner. He don't give you time out. He, he just knocks you out. Don't he, Brother Kenneth? Huh? How many of you ever come to church and, you, and you're mad at somebody in the church? That wasn't no good church service, was it? And it seemed like to me they just passed you extra that day. Like, what are you doing on this side of the church? Y'all know why I'm telling the truth. A little old deal, and you know, just had a little old deal. Like, what they doing sitting on this side? Just being honest with you. 
What are you going to do with that? You're going to have to do something with it. Don't worry about it if that Holy Ghost in there. The Bible said it'll make your enemies your footstool. Don't worry about it. Boy, I can tell you stories where God just got on me. And it was a fight. It was a fight just go up there and, and just say, man, it was my fault. What was my fault is I, I didn't forgive you. I mean, God forgave me for all my sins. It was no big deal. I was guilty on all. Char he just forgave me for nothing. And now I got his spirit. It really shouldn't have mattered. And I'd rather just take the blame than us just hating one another the rest of our life. He said, I tell you, Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And he went on some more people. Oh, those 18 upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and, and slew them. You, thank you, were worse sinners above. Thank you that they were worse sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem. Think they owed more maybe or something? He said, I tell you nay, but except you all repent, you shall, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And he spake this parable that a certain man had a fig tree in closing in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and he found none. Any fruit on you? Huh? I know a lot of folks think they got saved. They just sit around the church, nigger. They just look the other way. You know, I get real concerned about a youth sometimes, you know. They, they just don't care. Then I think about these down here that are paying attention. Same way with older people. Same way with 30 people, 30-year-old people. It's the same way with 40-year-old people. This same way with 80-year-old people. You got to repent. You got something in your wrong in your life. You got to repent. So there was a tree and he had planted and he didn't find no fruit there on it. And here's what happened. Here's what happened. Then said he to the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. You looking at it? He said, cut it down. It doesn't remind us. You, are you thinking your sin don't have a debt to it? You're thinking your sin don't have a penalty? You think your sin, you don't have to confess your sin one to another? You, you think you can just get by? No. He said, cut it down. Why, why is it taking up space? What if everybody come to church and fill up the whole church and none of them was bearing no fruit? You'd have a fruitless church. And he answered and said unto them, Lord, let it alone this one year. And I think that's the grace of God. He might have said, let it alone one year because they got a Holy Ghost inside them. And, and, and Father, I know that. And, and it's taking a little bit longer. They're, they're not where they ought to be. They, they're not seasoned yet. They, this may be the first struggle since they've gotten saved. And it ain't going to take them long to realize how good you are and how you forgave us. While we was yet sinners, you died on the cross. And that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside. Just give it a year. So God, in all of his grace, he said, give it a year. And if it bear fruit, it'll be a good thing. And then if not, after that, just cut it down. Boy, I say this a lot of times. It don't even make sense to say it. But there is a there is a point that you see folks 
that a Christian acts such a way. You get to thinking about what God's going to have to do if they don't come around. Because he is their father. It's almost that I want to say, Brother Johnny, you better hope you ain't saved right here. And I know that wouldn't be right. But it's almost when you get to think about the Father and what he expects out of us, Brother Kenneth, what I'm saying ain't right, but it's almost, Carl, like you said, you better hope you ain't saved. Because when God starts willing, when God grabs up something that's real special to you because he's tried every, every way he could to soften your heart, and because God loves you so much, just like the story about we hear about the lamb, the sheep that kept running off and he has to break that leg and, and he's carrying that lamb or that sheep. Probably everybody's wondering why would you snap the leg, just pick up in your power and just snap the leg because uh, that's the only way I could protect you. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my God, expect so much out of us. But I'm going to tell you, it's a struggle. And I want you to know today, it's a struggle. It's a fight to stay faithful. It's a fight to have. We had a good number here for 4th of July weekend this morning. I, I was thinking, you know, it, I don't do numbers. So if it's 15 here, I was going to preach 15. But boy, I looked around and I was amazed at the folks that come on in here that was faithful to do. And God rewards those that diligence seek him and serve him and, and I know that but I, I believe that there was a time that the church needs to know when you got in this thing and he said you're going to have to endure as a good soldier I want that you know I appreciate you that you made it this far because you've had to be a soldier to make it this far because I know there's been a lot of things it didn't go your way I know there's been a lot of mistakes made and I know there's been a lot of things should have been done better on everybody whether it be a a Sunday school teacher or your pastor or, or whatever. I mean, I, I'm sure there's probably, there's probably a lot of things, but you know what? Your love for God was greater than what that your flesh wanted. And I want to tell you something, it won't ever change. It's going to be a fight if you're going to finish this course. It's going to be a fight if you're going to finish this course. I don't care what Smiling Joe tells you. It's going to be a fight if you're going to finish this course. And above all we got to do is we got to remain faithful. If you stay up on it long enough, you know what Hitler said? If I shout it loud enough and long enough, they'll believe it. That word of God, if you just get up under it, I don't care. Come on anyway. Get your lip poked up. Come on anyway. The Holy Ghost will take care of it. Don't worry about it. Just get yourself in here. It's going to be a whole lot. Of, it's going to be hard to stay long, mad, mad long. I mean, I'm not going to say it ain't going to be hard. You're going to look at them hard one time. But I've always said this in the church. I've loved this deal where people had trouble used to. We don't have them near the trouble we used to, but early days we had a lot of trouble. And, uh, and, and I'd say, well, I tell you, it ain't really an issue, you know, and I want you to know we're having trouble. I said, well, whoever's the most spiritual will work it out. Whoever loves Jesus the most is going to work it out. Yeah. You bring that big lip on. That, that person you got problems with, I, <laughs> they're going to come up and kiss you on that lip, probably. What you going to do? Ah! 
So don't do me like that. That's what you'll do to a family member. That's what you'll do to your son when, when you done try to discipline him, whatever, and, and he's gone, I'm mad. What you do as a mama, there you come, picking on your baby boy. That's what you do as a mama. Come on, give me some shot. Mama, I'm mad now, I'm mad. They ain't going to quit being mama. Your heavenly father ain't going to quit being your father. He's going to love you back in there. Amen. If that spirit's in you, you got it made. If it ain't, you better examine yourself before you be at the faith now. You better examine. If you can just go, just go. No. God's good, ain't he? 